Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome back to the TSM podcast. This is another little midweek Just the Tip episode. And today we're going to be talking about that whole thing that we do when we, uh, when we, when we miss when we put an intentional miss, we're like we're in the middle of a routine and we, we get the, the reveal wrong only to use it later or to predict it later or do something different with it. This is a really controversial one because we see a lot of discussions about this in magic and mentalism forums across the internet. Should we have a strategic miss and should we have a, uh, not a miss? And It's all bizarre. But Ashley, what do we actually mean by this whole concept of missing? Yeah, well, it's the fake misses to use later in your show. It's that whole magician or mentalist gone wrong plot where you're doing a performance, you're doing something, either close up, show, wherever. And the aim is like part of that trick effect. It goes wrong. Maybe you've got the big reveal. You're guessing the name of someone. Ah, oh, it's gone wrong. You can't guess it. And everyone's like, oh, well, that that sucks. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know. Moving on with the whole aim of bringing it back at the end of the show and being like, ha ha, I knew all along. But here's the thing, Aidan. Everyone does it, and it's a bit kind of weak now, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's always been a bit weak. If I'm perfectly honest, like I, some performers do it really, really well. Heck, it only takes uh, a couple of looks at some of Darren's performances to know that Darren Brown is is a genius when it comes down to this approach and I think he really pioneered it and that's probably why uh, uh, it's so common nowadays especially in the modern era uh, not that he created this whole approach because it's been done for for absolutely uh, decades centuries I'm sure uh, but yeah it's it's like this weird dynamic of like oh, I'm I'm going to put this intentional miss in here so that I can bring it back later uh, as part of uh, sometimes as a confabulation or as a bonus big reveal or or, or as something like a, I've seen performers uh, do it where they've got like this intentional miss of a, of like a, a name or a specific piece of information and they come back to it right at the end when all of the the process has been done earlier in the show they come back to it and it's a really clean demonstration of mind reading and it falls flat and it's like oh yeah you're cool. it feels like a oh yeah yeah that's, that's cool that's nice rather than an actual oh my god did he just read my mind this is an amazing moment and i'm, I'm kind of talking from experience here as well because I, I used to do this a lot. Like I was obsessed with this whole intentional miss to bring it back later as part of either a confabulation or a, a, a another form of reveal. And I started noticing very quickly that it wasn't playing as well. Like my audiences weren't like amazed by it. It was kind of like a, oh, nice. That was it. Because everything, all, like we've wasted 10 to 15 minutes of dead time earlier on in the show. Like it was all happening then. That would have been the perfect moment. They'd have loved the reveal in that moment. But because we basically did 10 to 15 minutes or however, five minutes, 30 seconds of build up on this, whatever bit it was, to then basically say, huh, that didn't work. and Or, or just move on completely. Everyone kind of left that moment and, and connected that reveal, that piece of information with a really sense of... Uh, like deflation like oh okay whatever so then when it comes back later 
what's their memory point? Their memory point isn't, oh my God, yes, yeah, Susan was thinking of her mother's name. It's like, oh yeah, th- yeah, it tried it earlier, it didn't really work, did it? Like, that's the connection, it's bizarre. It's a, r- a really weird thing. And, you know, just uh, another example, which has just, just literally come into my mind just now, Aiden. I remember watching Britain's Got Talent a few years ago and there was a magician on there actually performing. And uh, and it was part of the show. They'd done this magician goes wrong principle, the, the fake miss principle in there. And uh, as the trick goes, they messed up. There was this planned miss. But one of the judges leant over and went, hang on, something's about to happen. Literally your audience kind of feels now that something's about to happen. It seems like every magician out there, every performer out there, almost feels like, oh, it's a way of being different. Oh, it's a way of tricking your audience to hit them with surprise. But it doesn't really do it. Like you were saying, when you do have other misses which are genuine, it gets lumped in. So now, like, instead of having one miss in your show, which is actually genuine, you've actually just messed up for whatever reason, which can happen... Your audience is now going to see three, four, five misses and think, oh, is this person any good at performing? It's a danger you fall into. To give a really sort of example of that, there was a a bunch of shows that I was doing and I I always used to write these intentional misses in my show for various endings, whether it wasn't always a confabulation, like I don't particularly like the confabulation plot, but that's a, a conversation for another episode, I'm sure. But like I had these these moments of misses to bring back later on and what actually happened in that show is like the end of the first half there was a, 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 the, I was doing a routine to, to the big wow moment so that everybody leaves that f- uh, end of the first half they get energized feeling energized having that break ready to come back in for the second half but that end routine for that first half flopped like the method utterly failed and I had nothing I couldn't get anything it was an unsalvageable moment it was a mess up but what happened is that I brought back all of the other intentional misses throughout the show. And there wasn't many. I'm not saying that my entire show was littered with intentional misses. It was like maybe one or two uh, others, but they were big enough moments to, to for people to remember. But the thing is, after the show, people weren't coming up to me to say, oh, my God, that was amazing. like a usual show or a usual performance. They weren't coming with compliments or saying amazing things. They were saying, asking questions about, like, what about that other thing? Because they all expected it to come back later on. And uh, there was a, another good friend of ours, a performer. He he saw my performances and actually trying this intentional misapproach. And it got to the point that afterwards we, we spoke about it. I was going for one vision of, of the whole performance piece. And what he said, it really stuck with me. And it, it really changed my entire philosophy on everything. It was like... If you keep up with this kind of approach, you could it really works for your character and stuff, but you can really push it even further and you could almost be the Tommy Cooper of mentalism. And that was the penny drop moment for me. I was like, I like I don't want to be the Tommy Cooper of mentalism. That like he is a genius in and of it in of himself. Like that's one route, but that's not the route I'm trying for here. I was trying for something completely different. So yeah, like in real shows when people see that miss, a real miss, you you're forced to bring it back and it's just an uncomfortable position a really uncomfortable position it is and the, and the final thought on this from my own perspective from my own performance and style of that if you could really read minds and you get it wrong fine we all make mistakes but if it was predicted later then surely your audience will think why did they get it wrong in the first place surely they already knew what it was are they some sort of idiot <laughs> like come on if that doesn't spell it out clean enough i don't know what will but we've already said a couple of things of why me and aiden are like mm, this doesn't really work 
But it can if you do it properly and in the right way. There is a time and a place for this if it's done properly. If you want to use that magician gone wrong principle, if you want to use that fake missing mentalism principle, there is a time and a place for that. And the best cases are when you use it as little throwaway lines in the performance. If you're doing a magician goes wrong scenario and it's like your big finale which you're planning to go wrong to only call it back at the end, that's not going to work. But if it's like a little thing throughout and it goes wrong and maybe you do something with that later on then it kind of works it's a little throwaway for example when I get people up on stage I'm doing like random name guesses star sign guesses which are just out of the blue it's like oh you don't know someone called Dave do you they either say yes or no and then we move past it if they say no it's gone past if they say yes it's an absolute miracle it's no longer seen as like a a miss or a failure in that example is it Aiden because it's like something so easy to brush past it's not a trick or an effect it's just a, a passing thing a passing comment a passing statement just a little bit of spice or I always bring back the weird examples a little bit spice on my mentalism yeah well it's exactly that it's like you're asking a question not going for a trick or a reveal or something whereas most people we've seen doing this approach and I'm sure that uh, it's by no fault of their own like they're, they're going in like you're not like rather than just a casual comment of you you're not a Libra are you they're like hang on are you are you a Libra no I, I didn't think and then they build it to like that's a terrible like not actually how I've seen it done but you, the point there is like it's really accentuating a moment that was easily brushed pastable if that's now a word but yeah it's throwaways are really key at the end of the day it's those little uh, those little callbacks and those little references to to a mistake that's when it works fantastically but when you're trying to to look at this big mistake as we said earlier like uh, having that response and that memory attached to the time where the routine flopped you don't want to be bringing that feeling back into your big final reveal. Like an emotion paired with a short-term piece of information, a short-term memory, will convert into a long-term memory. That's fundamental science and storytelling at, at that point. So if early in your show, there's a miss, you pair that with the emotion of, uh, whatever that emotion is, take it and interpret it yourself. But you get that, uh, calling back to an uh moment when you should be, ah, like, it's so different. It's, it's bizarre. You can interpret all of those feelings however you like. Moral of the story, stop doing uh magic, do ah magic. But I want to relate this back to what you said at the beginning with Darren Brown here to quickly round up. You said Darren Brown is a master at doing this. And you know why? It's because I remember one of his shows when he'd done this magician goes wrong principle, except it wasn't the magician that went wrong. It was the spectator done something wrong. On purpose, there was a, a cup knocked off the table during a smash and stab routine. The trick didn't go wrong, the effect didn't go wrong, except there was an inconvenience supposedly from the audience member, and that was the thing that was predicted at the end. Darren Brown was seen to do the effect, the trick, perfectly. He nailed that. Everyone was blown away. It was just that everyone thought that the spectator made a mistake, but then Darren became an absolute genius because he predicted the mistake that the audience member made. You're now longer, no longer making yourself go wrong. It's almost like... It's just a, a thing that happens. The spectator drops a pen, knocks a cup off the table, accidentally scribbles on your face, whatever, and that's predicted. You get the point here. It's now something else. It's a little passing moment which is predicted, which is what we said earlier as well, instead of the failure within the trick. So if there's one thing that you can take from today, stop making your tricks go wrong. It's just naff. It's overused. And if you really want to do it, do it within the passing moments, a small little 
pieces of spice which we had on if you want to call back to my example well exactly that exactly that and at the end of the day it goes back to something that we've said uh, we spoke about with colin uh colin cloud it's like if you're getting paid for a corporate show you're not getting paid to miss you're getting paid to hit so you've got to make sure that that philosophy is not just corporate shows that's every single performance you do you're there in that moment to make an impact and again dial back the misses i i've really had to learn this the hard way but dial back those misses and go for the little spice that ashley's talking about and that is going to see your presentations feel much more uh, exciting for your audience and you're not going to have that uh, moment at the end of your show simple as that there we go and to finish up i think aiden what we're going to do today when this launches we're going to put a post up in the tsm network to ask you guys what you do what your views are on these fake misses a fake uh, magician goes wrong principle within magic and mentalism so that'll be up in the tsm network if you want to join our network and if you're already there brilliant because we've got hundreds of magicians from around the globe all at different skill levels you want to join in on that you want to have further chats join our live podcast recordings and all of the extra good bonus freebie stuff all that jazz which we do over there go and head over to the successful mentalist.com forward slash community the successful mentalist.com forward slash community sign up for free and uh, join in on all the discussions well exactly that and if you are watching this episode on youtube whack a comment below simple as that Simple as that. So there we go. Moral of the story, stop missing reveals and enjoy performing mentalism and magic with really great reactions. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum and we'll send you all of the details.